Welcome back to another devotional, guys. I'm with Justin again. We are going to be in James 1, 13 through 18. Kick mm. us off, man. Tim, you have such a great voice for this. I don't feel you like know? I do. It's wonderful. People tell us to do video, and I don't want to. because <laughs> You're like, don't look at my I face. I have a face for podcast, not <laughs> video. Yeah. All right, here's what it says. Let no one, when he is tempted, say, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good thing, every good gift is comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his authority... I'm sorry, in the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. So this text right off the bat is dealing with a struggle, I think, that all of us Mm -hmm. feel kind of in our bones. It's like, God, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Right? Like, why, why is this, why is this happening? Um, And I think this should probably all make us think of Jesus at some level being led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Yeah. Is God the tempter? No. No. But he's placing us in a scenario where we are being tempted. How are we being tempted? Well, the tempter, who is Satan, is trying to use our flesh, uh, our desires to become something that they shouldn't be. Good desires become lust when we're willing to sin to get them. Mm. That's that's what I want you guys to see here. I'll say it again. Good desires become lust when you're willing to sin to get them. And so what we have in this passage is Pastor James here is trying to tell all of us, listen, you're not being tempted by God. He's bringing you into places where things in you get to die that need to go. Hmm. You are being brought into a place where you're getting to find out, am I, am I able to do this? Can I grow past this? Am I going to be able to win this fight and get this under my belt? Or am I going to cave and lose and stay in the same place of maturity that I, that I have yeah. been and not grow past this? I feel like I have uh, failed the temptation more times than I've won it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we get, we get knocked down, right? Yeah. And it's a, it's an interesting thing. I think we brought this up in um, uh, the very first one of these that they did, uh, that, we, that we did. But basically, it's this, it's this whole picture of God leading us into places to produce in us what wouldn't happen if we didn't go there. If we just stayed still. Yes. Yeah. It's like we, we have to, at some level, be taken into circumstances that are difficult so that good things can be birthed in us. We grow in those places or you allow a good desire to become something that you're willing to sin to get and then it it you lose. Hmm. There's there's two choices on the table here, death and life, blessing and curse. This again, it's these two pictures. And why is he saying this? Well, again, the Israelites have been dispersed into all these nations. They're going through struggles. Uh, they've lost jobs. They've lost family. They've lost friends. They've lost their home. And he's telling them, listen, God is not tempting you to sin. You don't get to say, well, this has happened, so it's God's fault. God made me like this, yeah. which is a thing that's talked about in our culture 
all the time, right? This passage is trying to communicate to us, listen, if God has allowed this circumstance to happen, I want you to know that it's a gift. I want you to know it's God saying this is an opportunity for you to grow in patience, to grow in hope, to grow in endurance, to grow in in character, to grow past things in your past that have held you down. Instead, he's putting a step in front of you and saying, come up here. Hmm. There's more. But to do that, you have to let this thing die in you. So you're going to the wilderness to kill the thing that needs to go so that you can become the person that God is calling you to be and who you were made to be. Yeah. I'm fond of telling people the only thing you lose when you become a Christian are things you were never meant to have. And a lot of the a lot of the desires that we have are just crooked. You know, a lot of the things that we think are just wrong. And when we get put into a, a pressured environment or a difficult environment, God is not putting you in that environment to make you sin. God is putting you in that environment to pull that thing out of you. Mm. And what you do in that environment has everything to do with how you perceive what's going on. Either you'll think, well, it's God's fault because he put me here. Or you can say, Father, thank you for this opportunity to kill this thing. Yeah. Um, And I would say, too, people who aren't feeling this right now, who don't feel like they're in the wilderness, that things are good, right? I mean, it's coming, obviously. But (laughs) it's also beneficial to get into the Bible as much as you can now so you're somewhat prepared for when they show up. Totally. But yeah, strap down and have this wisdom in your pocket so that when you get brought into difficulty, you're understanding, okay, I either am going to see this as temptation or I'm going to see this as an opportunity. And what you do when the fight calls has everything uh, to do with what the outcome is going to be in your your own life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of that that, uh, quote from the Count of Monte Cristo. Gosh, I can't even think about it. It's something about, uh, you know, all you can do when the storm comes is, you know, uh, hold on. I'm butchering this. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say to somebody, though, who is feeling that temptation so, like, strongly? Because we've all had those moments. Yeah. I would say, um, man, in those difficult moments – when the temptation feels so intense or so difficult, like Jesus in the wilderness, have scriptures that you can hold on to. Um, I've brought Ulysses up before. He's one of my favorite examples. Sometimes when you know you're going to lose your mind, tie yourself to some truth that you're not going to leave, yeah. even though it feels insane to stay strapped to it for a little while. Hmm. You're going to have moments and you're going to have difficulties in your life, and you need to hold on to people that are going to keep you in a good place so that you can get past that. The best person to hold on to through that is Jesus. The second best are people that are full of Jesus. (laughs) And the third is just the Bible itself and those promises of God if you don't have uh, anything else. But the final reminder in this text is he says, in the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. What he's saying is, is God has brought you forth into this world as a type of first fruits of his creation. You're the beginning of a new lineage of people that are free. But what that means is you're overcoming death, you're overcoming sin, and you're overcoming destruction. Um, If anybody spends time reading Acts, I want you to think about it as a new type of Genesis. Hmm. When you read Genesis, you see sin going forward. When we read Acts, I want you to think about sin going backward. And that's what he's getting at here. We're a first fruits of people who are facing temptation and finally, through the power of the Holy Spirit, have the ability to say no and walk out in freedom because of what Christ has done in our life. Awesome. Amen, man. Right on, guys. <laughs> we'll have a good week. Yeah. Catch you all next time.